Welcome in fans to the 16th episode of the Utah Lacrosse Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Haslam. Our guest for today is Parker Teagle, who's the team's strength and conditioning coach. Welcome to the show, Parker. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Good. Tim? Thanks for coming in. We appreciate yeah, it. Of course. I'm um, happy to. You got a lot of names. So there's Coach Teagle. Uh-huh. That's what all the players call you. Yep. There's Parker, uh-huh. which I don't think anyone calls you. Not really. <laughs> no, not very much. Not yeah, yeah, not with this team. And then it's Teagues. Yep. And that's what that's what most of the other coaches call mm-hmm. you and yeah. when, when you're around as friends, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Any other nicknames we should know about before we I, get going? I get Coach Teagues sometimes okay. with some of like the older guys, Coach Teagues, especially like Dan Tracy. Sure. Gives me like a and that's okay? So, yeah. That's good? Yeah. Okay. As long as it's coached, as long as they're not calling me my first name. Sure, sure. Like I said, I don't know that anyone does, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're good. Uh, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? What's your family like? I am, I was born in Dallas, Texas. Okay. So I lived there for a while, and then when I was young, we moved around a lot. Okay. So I lived in San Diego, California for a little bit, back to Texas. Mm-hmm. Then we moved up to Montana for about two years, and my mom hated okay. it okay <laughs> the first day we got there it was negative 40 and <laughs> we woke up and my mom's like i hate this place yeah, for sure yeah and so we were out of there quickly and then yeah. we came here yeah. when i was about 12 okay and i've been here ever since right yeah okay my family's moved away but i stayed sure you can still have family in dallas right a little bit so now my parents are in nashville nashville okay. and my grandparents are spread out yeah. one lives in montana right and then the other couple lives in right. Dallas and Colorado. Cool. And then last year you got married. Yeah. Right. Tell us yep. about that. That was a wild time. <laughs> yeah. It was a blast. Sure. Uh, yeah. So my wife is Bosnian originally. Okay. And so her whole family, they're like people coming from Australia, Germany, wow. Canada, just all over the world. Yeah. And wow. her parents hosted them for three weeks. Wow. So we'd go over there, and it was like four different languages, yelling. Like, <laughs> it was a wild. So it was it. a wild time. And the wedding itself was beautiful. Cool. You know, and Good. such a blast. Yeah. And yeah, it was an absolute blessing. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so so you, you went to high school here, right? Mm-hmm. Alta High School? Alta High School. Okay, yeah. tell, us, tell us about that. What was, what was high school Parker like? Uh, not, yeah. Uh, high school Parker was... I loved lifting at okay. a young age, so yeah. um, I, I was always a big lifter. I played football, sure. um, so it's kind of like typical jockish yeah. guy. Okay. Hung out with all the football guys. Yeah, um, yeah. I was always a nice kid, though. My sure. wife sometimes likes to tease me and think <laughs> I was a jerk, but no, I was always really nice. I believe it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it okay, so so you're out to high school playing on the football team. Uh, have you seen lacrosse at this point? So I had heard about it. So okay. Alta lacrosse was actually yeah, pretty good. big. Yeah, yeah, especially when I was there. And a bunch of the guys on the football team would play. Sure. Um, and I was always kind of interested in it. But it also had this rap of Utah sure. of being kind of yeah. like rich kid-ish. Sure. Like lacrosse swag, short sure. shorts, long hair. Yeah. And it always kind of turned me off of it. Okay. And I was always kind of like, man, lacrosse, that's just not. Yeah. the sport for me sure. bunch of weenies playing that yeah. sport <laughs> yeah and I kind of had that mentality until sure. I started working with us yeah and I mean that that's you know there's certainly still pockets of Utah that are still in that boat for sure yeah. they can kind of have that rap and and every school is different you know it, it's looked at differently at every school so yeah uh that's interesting though when when I was in in high school in the late two or uh, in the early 2000s it we were you know it was us and Alta Alta was, was always the tough team yeah so it's good. They they kind of had a couple down years, and now they're they're climbing back up. So did they? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good to see. And you were long stick, right? I was. I was go. a pole. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was fun. I at at Highland where I went. 
we always wore the like the tall socks. Like if you think Keith Van Horn, like the tall, tall, tall socks. socks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was like, like that was like the thing at Highland was to wear your tall socks playing lacrosse. So really? I don't know why. Did they have like the triple stripe at the top? It was the, it was the single stripe. The single in the stripe. <laughs> Let's go. That's sick. <laughs> so that's yeah, awesome. that's that's what I remember about about playing lacrosse. I wasn't very good, but I loved it. So. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned lifting, though. You got, you got, you know, you love to lift. Did, mm-hmm. At that point in your in your you know life, did you think that being a strength and conditioning coach was an option? Like, was that something that you had thought about, or was it? It was always something I had thought about, but I never really knew how to put my thoughts together sure. with it. Okay. So I loved lifting. I was always one of the strong guys yeah. on the team, um, but I was going. I was thinking, oh, I want to be a physical therapist. Okay. I want to do like something like that. I sure. didn't know much of strength and conditioning. Yeah. And it was when actually a lady from my church, one of my mom's good friends, cool. was a PT. Okay. And I was telling her about it. She's like, you don't want to do PT. <laughs> I'm like, really? She's like, no. Okay. She's like, you want to go be a collegiate. And like, she's like, here's some options and here's some things you should think about. Cool. And yeah, okay. what a blessing that was because it turned. Yeah. I took that advice and ran with it. Yeah. So, so after high school, what, what did you do? What did you end up going? So I ended up going down to Texas for a little while, okay. thinking I was going to do the college football thing. Yeah. And, you know, it, I ended up doing an internship with my dad's best friend from high school. He owns okay. a PT clinic. Okay. And in Texas? In Texas, okay. yep. So I was going to do an internship with him, and he had a little side business of, like, doing speed training and stuff like that. Cool. And that was my first really – well, I guess that was – uh, my second time doing training yeah. before that I had worked for the place called camp and okay. yeah, learned a lot from them. But, um, anyways, yeah, down in Texas, uh, doing that speed school. And that's when I really realized this is something I really want to do. Okay. So how long were you down there doing that? I was down there for two months in Texas. Okay. And before that I was, I kind of sandwiched it a year before that I was with camp okay and uh, with andrew and a year after that i came back and worked for him okay yeah and it's like a he's got a strength and conditioning facility yeah, yeah it's up in farmington right yeah yeah, um, yeah i see him on my bike bomb. rides <laughs> yeah andrew yeah he's the man he's the cool man. he's yeah great mentor to me for sure okay so then how does this fit in uh were you going to school in texas as well so no so i okay. was planning on it yeah yeah and then you know it just it didn't feel right sure. um so you're just working down there in Texas. So I'm just working down there. You yeah. come back then. Did you go then to the University of Utah? I went to where? Slick. Okay. So this kind of when I graduated high school, 18, yeah. to really when I was about 20, yeah. is a weird limbo of my sure. life. Like I was kind of that's for a in, lot of people though, right? Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, it was. I was just sure. all over the place. I didn't know what I was wanting to do. I was getting in trouble a lot. Sure. I just kind of just was really yeah. had no idea what the heck was going yeah. on. Um, and then I went to Slick for a little bit. Okay. And it just wasn't my thing. And my parents were finally like, yeah, I think you should go to the University of Utah. Yeah. And so I did that. And then I found exercise science. Cool. And, yeah, that's how my my college started. Yeah. And so while you're going to college, are you working as well? Just doing yes. at camp or another company just doing stuff on the, mm-hmm. on the side? I was working okay. at camp for a while. And then I, found, I ran into our head sports scientist, Ernie, on the track station. Okay. Actually, and I saw him reading an article that I had just read, like in a scientific journal. Okay. And I was like, oh, I was talking to him about it. And yeah. so he's a talker. So he sure. started talking. And then he's like, oh, well, you know, if you're ever interested in an internship. And I was like, I'd love that. Yeah. And so I got hooked up with him, I think when I was a sophomore in college. He hooked me up with strength and conditioning. Okay. And I started my internship. And what team were you working with? 
with back then I was working with baseball. They were kind of the main thing I worked with. Okay. Um, and I was working with women's soccer. I kind of throughout the years worked with everybody. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, didn't you meet your wife on Trax as well? Yeah. So yeah. Trax has played an important part in your yeah, life. Yeah, Trax was the, <laughs> the turning point of my life for sure. For yeah. those who aren't familiar with Salt Lake, Trax is the light rail system that yeah. uh, was put in when the Olympics came. So uh-huh. I yeah. love it. That's yeah. awesome. It was a, yeah, it was a wild <laughs> transition in my life. It's yeah. three weeks my whole life shifted. So, yeah, okay. Crazy. So you're at, at the University of Utah working in the strength and conditioning program as, mm-hmm. as a intern yep. with all the different teams, getting your degree as yep. well. Exactly. At what point does, does lacrosse enter the picture? So lacrosse enters the picture um, at the end. So okay. I'm, I'm interning for free. I'm working yeah. at a, a, a local shop um, called Foothill Fitness. And I'm doing that for about a year and a half to two years. Okay. And then graduation is coming up. Yeah. And I don't really know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So um, there's all this talk. I'm applying for stuff. And then a graduate assistantship opportunity opens up at the U yeah and it turns out it's with lacrosse and then cheer and dance and then helping out the sure. department and at that point I was like well I, I'm gonna apply for it so I quit my job got a loan and was like all right I'm just gonna focus on my internship cool. and try to get this GA yeah uh-huh. and so that how does that how does that come about yeah. You, you apply for it, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get yeah. the call from Ernie. Is that who gave it to you? No, so what John Webster, he's okay. the director. Yep, okay. so Ernie's kind of a side thing. But, okay. um, yeah, so John is like, you know what? Like, I think you're going to get it. Like, So it's a t- it takes about six weeks, and then they're finally okay. like, six weeks later, John's like, all right, you've been accepted for the GA. I'm cool. Like, yeah, awesome. And then, so I get accepted for the GA, and here I am making no money. Yeah. Be, like, all excited, I don't care. And then John's like, well, there's a hiccup. And I'm like, what's the hiccup? He's like, yeah, this lacrosse coach, whoever he is, wants to bring in his own guy okay. and doesn't want to be stuck with a graduate assistant. <laughs> okay. I'm like, what? Okay. And so Coach Holman, you know, and this is before he's ever spoke yeah. with me, never met yeah. him, and sure. he's trying to bring in his guy. Sure. Someone sense. he trusts and he values. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so there's about four weeks of me just sitting there like, uh-oh. Okay. I'm not going to get this freaking GA. Yeah, so a little bit of uncertainty. Uh-huh. Um, so then then what happens? Coach Holman, you, you get a chance to talk to Coach Holman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically I think Co- they're like, yeah, we, you're getting the GA. And yeah. Coach was like, all right, cool. And so I meet him first time up at the uh, – at the. Uh, well, I guess first things first, as soon as he finds out that he's stuck with me, he sends me the pillars. Sure. That's the first thing I ever get from him. Yeah. And we have a phone conversation, and it was great. And then I meet him in person – up at the hotel at yeah. the U. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. and I mean, welcomes me with a hug. Coach, yeah. how's it going? <laughs> you know, and that's when I met everyone. Will, yeah. Marcus, okay. um, Adam, all of them. And yeah. I had this big elaborate plan. And as you know, once you get to know Coach, he's like, all right, you got it. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. Do your thing. You got it. And yeah. I was like, all right. And I mean, I felt, I just felt really happy to be there from the first meeting. Just yeah. welcomed and, um, and I mean, talking to him I would have never known that he wanted to bring someone else in sure he never sure gave me a cold shoulder just welcomed me with open arms yeah. and that's how it started awesome so you get the you get the position right mm-hmm. so that means you're going to go to graduate school while working with these three teams yep right busy time busy how, time. how do yep. you balance all of that I like working hard and sure. I love my job and my wife is really patient and she's a she's a hard worker yeah. and her dad was always a truck driver so okay. she's used to like 
you know, the man she loves just kind of being, sure. you know, doing his thing. Right. So it was never a problem for me. Okay. You know, I'd really love my job and cool. I think that that's what made it easy. Cool. Uh, so had you, had you worked with the cheer team during your other internships? Mm-mm. Okay. So lacrosse is new to you. Uh-huh. Cheer is new to you. Yep. And then what was the third one? The third one was just helping out around. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So whatever, uh, Webby, John, John Webster needed me. Okay. Yeah. So then what, what at that point, you know, you start thinking of, of plans to get the athletes in shape and yep. stronger. What, what are you looking for? What, what resources you go to? What, what are you using? Well, lacrosse was unique in that, and I'll mainly talk about lacrosse because sure. cheer's pretty yeah. simple. You yeah, know, just keep <laughs> in shape. Uh, but lacrosse was unique in that it was there's not a ton of like scientific research. Sure. So typically you go to, you know, physiology journals and stuff yeah. like that, and there's like nothing for lacrosse. Okay. So it was me watching the sport at first. Yeah. And just learning how they move and like how often they're sprinting and how right. many times they cut and you know how many times they're coming into physical contact with someone. Um, and that, so learning the science of it and then also talking with coach and this was the big thing is like, what do you want out of these sessions? Yeah. You know, cause some teams really value the weight room and some don't give a crap. And yeah. I've been blessed to be with coach cause he values oh, yeah. it. So, yeah. um, talking to him about what he wants to see out of the weight room sessions. So yeah. those are where I started, you know, talking to coach and diving into like the demands of the sport. Yeah. And so then at that point, you know, you're thinking about the different, uh, you know, sets that you'll put them through and activities. Uh-huh. Are you comparing it to another sport at this point? You know, in the, in the community, it's typical to say like, oh, lacrosse is a lot of, it's a mix between hockey and baseball and, and yeah. all that. Are you doing that same thing or are you going like fresh light? This at is what it first, is. First, I was thinking that, yeah. but the more you look into it, lacrosse is unlike anything else. Sure. I mean, you could say it's like a mix of hockey, basketball, baseball. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. It's so unique, sure. right? It's it's not the same as hockey because the shift cycles aren't the same. Yeah, it's not the same as baseball, and because right. I mean, right. they might be swinging something, but it's <laughs> a lot harder. Right? Um, you know, it's it's so unique. So at first, I was trying to blend a little bit, and yeah. then I was like, well, I'm just gonna have to start from scratch and make all my programs yeah. experimental. Cool. Where do you where are you getting this uh, background knowledge from? Is it coming from your classes that you took it to you? Is are you following guys in the community like who are kind of the thought leaders in, in this? A lot of like the science of uh-huh. like the actual like work rest you know yeah. adaptation that comes from schooling yeah. from the scientific journals, the ways to apply it. So like how to make fifty guys be able to work out in the same yeah. space you know and get the desired amount of work in and. That guidance came from my mentor, so a guy named Cody who works okay. at the department has been, he was my internship leader and yeah. he was huge. And Webby helped me and Andrew from camp really yeah. helped me figure out how to logistically cool. do it. Yeah. Especially in the way that we do it, because the way we run lacrosse is unlike any other team. How do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a blast, man. It's, <laughs> I love it. It's like... It's uh, there's I like to say there's a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and me, sure, and I get sure. to let Mr. Hyde out that competitive <laughs> nature. And, okay, you know it's it's high. I, I like to view it as high expectation with caring climate. Okay, right. So my guys need to know yeah. what the weight room's all about, our intent, our purpose, the flow. You know what I'm expecting out of each each mm-hmm. exercise, and what I'm expecting energy wise. Sure. Right, with 50 guys that place should be bumping, you know, it shouldn't just be stale. We should be grinding and working and having fun. And so, you know, it's, it's something where 
they we all meet outside the weight room and right. we storm in the weight room together <laughs> right. and we right. all get straight to pace and I'm all of a sudden I'm yelling yeah. and we got the music cranking you and got your own workout going uh-huh. I, so yeah, average sure. workout I'm usually taking 8,000 steps wow. and I burn like 500 to 700 calories and I'm just coaching. I'm dripping sweat. And I'm like, <laughs> it's just so fun, you know. Yeah. They, I think, you know, it's it's good for, you know, it just makes the energy lively. And it's all sure. about what coach preaches. You know, we're so, you know, we're so, such an energy-driven team, yeah. such a, you know, five pillars team. It, yeah, I could go on for hours. But, <laughs> yeah, right. It's just a blessing to be able to train a team like that and be a part of a staff like that. It's, cool. So a couple a couple questions leading into that. So, yeah. uh, do you train uh, or do you have like specific workouts for the different positions, or is everyone doing the same? Everyone's doing the same right yeah. now. I think in the future we'll shift some things around and yeah. do some more individual stuff outside the weight room. Yeah. But our big thing is you know culture, the, sure. the you know the the hot topic, and it's you know being together and working hard yeah. together. And there's once you start individualizing stuff. All of a sudden, it's yeah. like you just kind of managing it and yeah. the guys doing their own thing. Sure. And that's not what we're about. Right. You know, we're always talking about being a brotherhood and, you know, keeping guys together and doing the same thing. Right. It helps bond that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So then looking at the, like, the year as a whole, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of have the summer, then yep. it's fall, then it's in season, right? Yep. So what are the workouts during those times? What do those look like? Yeah, so they're a lot different. So sure. summertime, depending on the person – um, it's either coaches saying their stick skills are yeah. bad. They need to play men's, men's league. Sure. And so it's me giving them a program to kind of just help them stay healthy during men's league and focus on lacrosse. Okay. But So not a lot of getting stronger necessarily at that nope. point. Okay. I mean, they're doing a little bit, but it's more like during that time they'll be sprinting more okay. and um, doing stuff like that. Because yeah. getting too sore, they're going to pull a hammy in men's sure. league or something like that, and that's the last <laughs> sure. thing we want. Sure. Um, so, but most often, and what the the best way to do it is summer is all about getting big. Okay. So summer's really the only time yeah. you have of just like pure training for right. them. Right. All they need really, really worry about is lifting and you know making a living. So the summertime is we'll be doing some sprinting stuff to stay fast and maybe try to get a little faster. But we're yeah. focusing on putting on muscle mass, getting stronger, um, things like that because lacrosse is a contact sport sure so they need to they need to have muscle mass and yeah. be strong and be able to handle com- so then you know are you tracking the guys during the summer like on a weekly basis daily basis how did how does that all work are Usually, they checking in with you yeah they're checking often? in with me we're okay. pretty casual about it yeah uh, i'll call them see how things are going yeah. see if they have any questions a lot of guys have trainers at home they like yeah. to work with and i don't want to like shut them off of their right. trainer they've been working with all throughout sure. high school so I'll be talking with their trainer, talking, seeing what they're seeing. Yeah. You know, hey, how about, you know, if you feel Jay Rose needs this, I need him to do this, so let's just combine a blend. Right. You know, stuff like okay. that. So then they come back from the summer. You have an expectation for them, right? Yeah. They should be at a certain point physically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then. They're put to the test. <laughs> they put to the <laughs> test. If they're not up to that, how are you handling that? And then if they are, what are you doing with them in the fall? Yeah. If they're not up to it, it's really, it's, it's really troublesome. Because yeah. really, basically, once they come back to us, we basically have six weeks of development till we have a spring ball game or sure. a fall ball game. Right. And then we only have six weeks, you know, to ten weeks till yeah. it's Thanksgiving, Christmas. Right. So if we're spending that first six weeks of them just catching up, yeah, 
they, they've lost a lot of ground. Them. Yeah, way ground. But when they if they if they're not up to expectation, you know, there's some small modifications we make during a lift to okay. make sure like maybe they're not doing that last set because yeah. they just can't handle the volume. Right. Um, they might be doing seeing me a little bit extra to do some extra conditioning work. Okay. Um, little things like that we make, but most of them come up to expectations. We haven't had sure. anything yet where guys are. Yeah. They, and we, we don't plan on it, right? No, we don't. <laughs> I, there's that little edge that sure. they kind of, sure. they don't want to come back not in shape. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so then as in the fall, what's kind of the overall uh, theme or, or progress? So fall is basically two different phases. Okay. So we have our pre fall ball phase, yeah. or pre-fall game phase. And that usually is six weeks of, you know, because we got a bunch of freshmen, yeah. you know. And so six weeks of establishing culture, like developing expectations. Sure. You know, we keep movements super, super simple and yeah. keep energy and pace high and okay. do a lot of reps and stuff like yeah. that. So they, they get to know what's expected of them in that room. Right. But we're not doing these movements that are like, oh, I don't know how to do this, you right. know. Because if you make it complex, they're screwed. Right. Right. So it's simple movements. It's, you know, trying to get a little bit stronger, but really just developing good patterns of movement and developing expectations and stuff like that. So okay. it's a lot of body weight stuff, a lot of push-ups. Yeah. We'll do like light kettlebell stuff. Okay. Um, and then we have our fall ball game. And then second phase of fall is another phase where we're just focusing on all strength. Yeah. So that first phase of fall, we're conditioning, yeah. we're running high-level practices, um, stuff like that. And then that second fall phase, we stop conditioning okay. because we know that we have a long time to right. need to be in shape. Right. right? We don't want to run them to the ground. Right. And we focus on getting big, and we train to failure. And that's my favorite time because yeah. guys are like, we're training to failure till they can't train. So yeah. we'll do a movement to like – all right, you do this weight as many times as you can until you can't stand up. Have right. fun. And they're yeah. like, it's a blast. <laughs> wow. And they, I think they really like it. It's cool. tough. But, yeah. yeah. Um, that's how the second phase of fall looks because that's another little block where you have a chance to really get them stronger. Sure. Sure. Then they enter into the kind of that Christmas, Thanksgiving break, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. What are you telling them during that period? So I send them all a program, but that's really when we start shifting into being lacrosse players. Yeah. Right? So that first six weeks were – we're learning to be athletic and, yeah. you know, learning our culture. And Coach is obviously teaching them what yeah. he's teaching them. Um, second phase, we're just treating you almost like football players. Yeah. And then Christmas time, we're going to start treating you like lacrosse players. Yeah. So what that looks like on my end is a lot more like single leg jumping, a lot more like agility work, a okay. lot more change of direction. Now yeah. we're starting to do a little bit more things that you'll kind of see on the field trying to mimic things like that. Sure. Um, we're conditioning more. We're lifting for more speed. So instead of us doing, you know, a bunch of back squats heavy all the time, we're doing, you know, three hand cleans and that bar is moving fast. Yeah. And we're starting to kind of develop into being a little bit more of that, like uh, athletes, quote unquote. Okay. And so again, that's, that's most of these athletes are doing that at home, right? Because mm -hmm. they're home for the break. They come back January, you know, then what, what does it look like then? Yeah, welcome back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, we start with a conditioning test. We have a pretty yeah. brutal conditioning test that we picked up from the strength and conditioning coach over at Salisbury. Okay. And uh, it's a great test because there's a, you know, it's basically a 100-yard run okay. with a couple changes of directions. And you get a specific, you need to finish in a specific time and yeah. you get a specific rest and you go till you want to stop. 
And is that so, team wide or is that position based? Team wide. Okay. Mm-hmm. Team wide. Interesting. And so, yeah. So, it's I love it because it's such a mental battle. Yeah. I mean, there's people because the fact that there's no end. Yeah. Like right, a lot of people run three three hundred yard shuttles. Right. There's an end. You can right. bust you. You know. You can. Yeah. You can look to the end and get through it. Sure. With our test. You stop when you want to, bud, and have yeah. fun. Like, wow. So it's it's such a mental battle. Sure. Um, yeah, and it's a good representation of what they'll actually – like the work-to-rest interval is very similar to okay. what most positions are going to see on a field. Sure. So it's it's got its scientific basis, and it's got our uh, little edge basis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then how does um, – you know, they come back, they take that test, then we start getting into the, you know, normal practices and stuff. Mm-hmm. How often are you talking to Coach Holman and the other coaches about conditioning, about strength, and yeah. kind of like how, how often are you know, like, uh, I guess, how much are you working with them also to talk about where you're at, yeah. where the team's at physically? Every day. I think I have a conversation with Coach Holman at least every day, yeah. all year, maybe in the summer a little less. Sure. But Coach Holman and I are on, you know, yeah. he's dialed in. He's, you know, I'm checking in with him. He's checking in with me sure. probably every day. And I go out to practices a yeah. lot. Um, so I'm seeing what they're seeing and yeah, it's because it's all fluctuating so much, right? Like it's just a constant, you have to constantly communicate or else something could slip through the cracks. Sure. So that's every day. Okay. Yeah. We get back, we get into the kind of the fall or the spring season. What is, Mm -hmm. what is the program starting to look like now? Yeah. The program's starting to shift. So now even in early, it's like winter, like January, early February, we're still kind of rocking what we were rocking in Christmas. So we don't want to stray away from heavy lifting because you'll just, you'll get stale by the time April comes around and that's when you'll start seeing injuries. So we're still lifting heavy, but it's kind of like this massive blend. You're working on power, you're working on strength, you're still conditioning. So it's a, it's a rough time for them because there's a lot of demands placed on them in that early January and February. Um, And then as soon as season hits, we shift. And we're training more for power mm-hmm. and lifting enough to maintain strength. But yeah. really, our big focus is on uh, let's get that first step. You know, let's start okay. sprinting. You know, let's yeah. do high velocity stuff because that stuff doesn't make you a sore. Sure. So if you're lifting for strength and work capacity and season, you're at a really big chance to, to pull something, to tear something. Sure. Because it's so damaging. Whereas yeah. power, it's not as damaging. Um, so you can work on that and continue to improve that all season. Okay. So that's where we start to shift to. And so that'll carry on through pretty much the end of the season, mm-hmm. and then we're back into that summer summer yep. routine. Exactly. And the season will have some different ups and downs, and we change yeah. movements and styles to keep it from getting redundant. Sure. Because that's the last thing we want is yeah. it to be a chore instead of you know a, a privilege to improve. Right. Um, so we shifted around, but that's basically it. And we'll condition in season still, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially that back phase when April comes around. Yeah. That's where a lot of teams just start tanking physically. Things guys get hurt, guys are out of shape. Right. So we make a big emphasis, you know, and coach lets me do my thing, which is nice because a lot of coaches see teams training in season like, oh, right. But luckily, Coach Holman's like, yep, do it. Right. That's awesome. Absolute blessing. Yeah. Definitely. Um, what if I'm if I'm a middle schooler or a high schooler listening to this podcast? What what are some things that I can be doing that would be most beneficial to to becoming you know in shape and yeah. and being a great a great athlete? So they're gonna look different. If you're a okay. middle schooler, just go play with your friends. <laughs> just go play pickup sure. games with your friends. Play different sports. Yeah. Have fun. Make sure you're laughing and getting yeah. creative. 
I mean, I remember when I was in middle school, I'd throw the football to myself and pretend I was in the front yard. Okay. Tackle myself. I'd like have <laughs> scenarios. I'd be, you know, sure. checking and sure. It, and it, that's part of the game that makes it so fun. Yeah. And you end up learning a lot more about the game sure. doing little things like that. So just go be free and have fun when you're yeah. in middle school and play a bunch of different sports. Cool. And what, what, so like, what do you expect from, so these freshmen that are going to be coming in next year, kind of what are you expecting them to do now as a high schooler? So as a high schooler, it, 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 mesh, it meshes with what coach talks about. So him and I have a similar philosophy, which is awesome. And it's play multiple sports. Yeah. So don't just play lacrosse. Right. You know, play lacrosse and basketball or play lacrosse and football. You know, three sports is great too. Yeah. Uh, but the big thing for high schoolers, I think, is make sure you have an off season. Mm. So you don't want to. What would be detrimental is you're playing football in the fall, basketball in the winter, lacrosse yeah. in the spring, and then doing Back to football tournaments in the summer. In the oh, okay. summer. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you need to make sure you're getting that summer off. Okay. One to recover, two to train. Yeah. Because when you get to high school, you need to start having work capacity and you need to start training because if you don't that shift to college it's just a whole different ball game it's more physical it's faster there's more demand on you mentally emotionally you just need to have some capacity to deal with that and if you're never training you're gonna get I mean we see it all the time we get guys who just have a hard time they're just right straggling 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 it's just this constant battle for them yeah um okay how much does the mental side of, of sports play into all of this? Yeah, huge. <laughs> it's a huge thing. I think it's, I mean, it's, it's more than half the battle. Yeah. So my master's was sports psych. That's okay. what my GA. Um, and, you know, not that I'm a sports psychologist by right. any means, but it's you learn in that, that just your mental state affects your physical state yeah. so much. So, I mean, grinding through some of our workouts. Some, so we do a thing at the end of our workout called the Oval. And I tell the guys, I'm like, okay. get in the oval. <laughs> and we all line up around our weight racks. And we are doing nothing scientifically correct to make them better lacrosse players Sure. in this oval. We're doing nothing that would be like, oh, yeah, that has a direct purpose. Except yeah. to just embrace the suck okay. and battle a little bit and be yeah. with your boys. So okay. we'll do things that just burn and hurt and just, yeah. like, make you uncomfortable. Yeah. And we do it as a team to try to create some transfer to – embrace you know we say flat backs sure because we're holding planks a lot yeah so we'll yell that in the fourth quarter against the team hold a flat back and they you know they go back to times where they were just miserable and tired and didn't want to be there and had to grind through it right um so yeah to go i mean that's all mental yeah what we're doing there is all mental and And then i know you're a big fan of yoga and and incorporating that as well how does that all tie in yeah, we do it in season, you know, we yeah. do it probably, I mean, it just depends on when we get the time to do it, but we do it in season and we do it a couple of times in the fall and, you know, it's just, we do mindfulness mainly, yeah. so we'll do like a yoga session where they start sweating, you know, we'll be holding some poses, some stuff that I know is physically beneficial for them, right. and then we'll slow it down and, you know, have them all laying down yeah. and we'll practice like some, it's called diaphragmic breathing, so just deep breathing. Yeah. And then usually I'll guide them through like a body scan or like a visualization technique or okay. I'll talk to them about, you know, being present and, you know, or our values or yeah. just something, whatever. I usually just pray yeah. about it and then whatever comes to heart, yeah. I say, 
And you're uh, good at it. Yeah. I've been in, I've been in those, not necessarily the weight room sessions, but those yeah. morning sessions on, on the road and stuff. And Thanks. It's, it's awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. It's, I think the guys like it and that's mainly for recovery and just like, we're trying to build a human being. Like yeah. that's our big thing, right? We don't, I right. don't want you leaving here and being like, man, my back hurts. I didn't learn sure. crap. Like I want sure. you to leave here feeling strong yeah. and fresh and have the toolboxes to be physically fit and mentally fit. And yeah. I don't think I'm doing my bit, uh, my job if I'm not teaching you both. Right. So, so, said, yeah. so when you're on the sidelines and the, and the game's going on, you know, the, the coaching staff obviously gets hyped for like big goals or when their, when their players are, you know, doing the plays and stuff, what uh, gets you hyped on the sidelines? Big hits. <laughs> I love the big hits. Yeah. I get so fired up about yeah. big hits or like even seeing them like put on a move, yeah. shake someone. Like I love that. Or yeah. seeing them kind of, like Ruben is kind of a big guy in the weight room and he's just staying in front of guys, you know, cross checking them in the hips. Right. Just seeing someone just out physically, you know, just physically beat someone is what I get fired up about. And that happens often. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it does. Sometimes like last year, Josh Stout just destroyed some BYU kid at the end of the game and I got fired up, but then, ended up being a bad play <laughs> and I was like oh crap <laughs> I got too fired up right. about the big hit so right. sometimes it bites me in the ass and coach will look at me I'll be like ah my bad coach yeah but right, right. you know it's uh yeah that's what fires me up just displays of athleticism and when I talk to him after the game they're like yeah I could I could go another game right that fires me up too because right. I know that we're doing our job how often so our last podcast was with the athletic trainer John mm-hmm. Burke how often yeah. are you talking with him how how often are you two talking about the players and the, the strength and health Every day. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, they work just downstairs. So him and I are talking, you know, there might be a couple of days here and there that we don't talk, sure. but it's always just touching base and cause you know, guys just have these little nagging yeah. things, you know, so we have to be on top of it. So, yeah. and he helps me design warmups cause there's a right. lot of, uh, it's called like prehab. So like all of our stability and like, you know, mobility mm-hmm. and preparation and like neck strength. A lot of that him and I are designing together. Okay. Um, Cause he sees a little bit more of the deficiencies, sure. right? So we do some testing and we're going to do more as time goes on um, to, to identify deficiencies, yeah. but he's in a lot better place to work with them one-on-one and yeah. do a little bit more time consuming tests. So he comes up, he's like, Hey, this is what I'm seeing. And we incorporate it and work and warm ups or yeah. wherever. Okay. So he's a big part of, the program I designed, you know, yeah. him and I basically just, right. Yeah. We just work right. together. And then how, how does the nutrition staff tie into all this as well? Nutrition's huge, right? It's, I mean, cause if you don't eat well, then what we're True. doing is a waste of time. Yeah. Um, but they, so they have an intern that has been working with our team and has been given team talks and there's the fueling station downstairs that right. I think guys will just ask random questions. Right. Um, so it's it's a huge part of what we do. It's it was new to us this year. Right. So it was everything I used to do. I used to do everything yeah. back when we were club for yeah. two years. Um, so this year having that having them as a resource has been good, but it's been interesting to figure out how we all work together. Right. Um, and so a lot of it kind of still comes back to me every sure. once in a while. Um, sure. But, yeah, it's it's a vital part of what we do, and I think the guys downstairs are constantly talking about yeah. that. And we're constantly preaching, yeah, you need this many carbs, and this is what you should eat. Sure. And on road trips, I kind of go around and <laughs> look at guys' plates, you know. Yeah, I've seen like you that. do that. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Talk about, uh, you, you know, you mentioned like the pregame warm-up and stuff. What are you, what are you trying to, to do in that period, you know, obviously with, with the Coach Burke and, and what are you trying to, what's like the proper warm-up, you know, what, what, are, what muscles are you trying to get ready and all that stuff? Yeah, so the proper warm-up just depends on the task at hand, you know. Okay. So a, a warm-up for a lift is going to look a lot different than a warm-up for a yeah. practice and a warm-up for a practice is going to look pretty similar to a warm-up for a game. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's your basic stuff. You know, the big thing is they call they say ramp. So okay. you need to raise your heart rate, you need to activate some muscles, mobilize okay. some muscles, and it's called, like, potentiate. Okay. So, like, jump or move fast because okay. you're about to move fast in a game. So that's the idea of it. Okay. Um, so as long as it fits those, any warm-up is fine. But, you know, the idea when I'm kind of, especially before a game, yeah. warm-ups can be redundant because they've done them over and over. Sure. And they could just check out. So my idea okay. is to constantly be talking about that mental piece. All right, make sure you're getting strong on that leg, yeah. giving little cues, yeah. and then really just being like, look, this is your time to dial in and sync up. I always say sync up. Like yeah. sync your physical state to your mental state. Okay. Get dialed into what's feeling good. Feel strong. Flex a little bit. Like yeah. do these things that just start making you feel tight and ready to roll yeah so giving them those those cues is what i'm trying to do in the game that's interesting i never thought about the warm-up uh them checking out during a warm-up mentally yeah but that makes total sense yeah they're yeah. just I mean, they've done it so many times right know? and so when we're on the road and doing huh. like little uh like blood flow stuff like doing something in the morning yeah. i try to always change it up because yeah because i mean you put yourself in their shoes. I hate doing the same warm up for my lifts. <laughs> you know? sure. And it's like if they hate, if sure. I hate it, then I'm sure they hate it. Yeah. So just trying to bring creativity when you can, and then cueing that up in a game. So okay. that way they're just they're. You got so it doesn't matter what the activity is as long as you'd ramp. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. As it's long easy. as you ramp, it's easy. easy yeah. To so just activate something. So it could be yeah. as simple as like you flexing, and then you stretching, and then sure. you jogging, and then you jumping, and then yeah. you're good. Wow, simple. Easy. Okay. Now, uh, for those who have been to Utah lacrosse games, right, yeah. this is the warm-up's one of your times to shine. Yeah, right, yeah, right after the warm-up. Yeah, it okay. is. <laughs> so, so for those who don't know, Coach Teagle says, yay, yay, uh -huh. a lot, yeah. right? And so this is your time with the team where you, you just get them fired up and you're yelling yay, yay, uh -huh. right? And that's your thing. Where does that come from? Or does that, where's yeah. the origin of that? So the, there's two different origins back when I was okay. really young. So one, when I was very young. My dad used to, we would always just horse play and yeah. wrestle with me, and he would always dig his chin right into, like, my <laughs> upper, like, right back, like, right on your, your shoulder blade. Yeah. And he'd, like, mob uh -huh. his chin up and down, yeah. Yeah. and he'd go, yay, 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 yay. <laughs> and it was, like, this weird thing that hurt but tickled, and I was like, ah, I can't feel yeah. it. Like, yeah. it was funny, and I was always, it was just a fun little thing we had. Yeah. And then, so he did that when I was young, and then, you know, life goes on, and I grow up, and then. My buddy Talon, my best friend from growing up, uh -huh. he and I were playing a sport together, and he did something, and he went, yay, yay, and I was like, I haven't heard that in a long time, and so we just kept saying, yay, yay, and we'd have, yeah. we'd do plays and say that, and so it was this term that I always, you know, associated with, like, you know, fun and a little yeah. bit of pain, and just, yeah. and then one time, we were doing the oval at the uh -huh. end, and I went, yay, yay. And they were all kind of, all the players were like, huh? And I was like, repeat, yay, yay. And so they said it, and now every oval, yeah. every weight session, we end off with a loud, yay, yay. Yeah. That's how we close it out, okay. along with sweeping our sheds. So it's yeah. turned into like this war call. It's, right. Yeah. And so I love I it. Belt one out yeah. in the 
warm up. That's incentive for all the fans to get out early to the game uh-huh. to see that because yeah. it's a sight to see. Yeah, it's very early. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I like that. And then but sweeping the sheds is obviously from the book legacy, yeah. which is yeah. important as and well. That was a big Coach Holman thing, and it yeah. is something I wanted to do too. So it was, it was awesome. For Coach sure. Holman and I just ended up syncing up the yeah. whole way in the beginning. It was awesome. Definitely. Um, what's your favorite pillar? It's a tough one. I was thinking about that. <laughs> I mean, they're all intertwined. They're all important. Yeah. But what's your what's your favorite one? It's just got to be gratitude. Yeah. You know, it's I've been so blessed to be able. I mean, I'm only 25 years old, and yeah. I accomplished a dream. You know, and it was right. through hard work, but it was through nothing short of loved ones guiding and caring for me. You know, mentors sacrificing their time to make me better, and you know. You know, my family, just there's so many loved ones who have poured into my life to make me who I am and, you know, give, you know, help develop the skill set that, you know, was natural to me, right? you know, and help me develop it. And, you know, grateful that I'm in a team with a team I love. You know, there's a lot of strength and conditioning coaches that are not with teams that they love or undervalued. And, you know, I'm highly valued and Coach Holman lets me have autonomy and, you know, he's been like a lead, he's been a an unbelievable mentor to me so it's just gratitude all the way around i love it I'm grateful for meeting my wife you know just sure yeah the track system grateful. yeah and the track <laughs> system yeah uh-huh i, I really that. am i yeah sometimes i I pass that track system i'm like dang <laughs> golly thank, yeah. thank goodness i took that thing there's a lot to learn though from that just getting out of your shell and talking to people right? yeah absolutely that's very true you know that the both of those things took so I, I was listening to a podcast right before I met my wife yeah. about, because I was just going through uh, what every 18-year-old and 20-year-old does, how to figure out how to think right. <laughs> and like be who you are. Right. And it was all about just like, right, just be cur- courageous. You know, yeah. just if, there's, if you feel something in your heart, you just need to act on it. And, yeah. and then I walk off the tracks <laughs> and saw her sitting there and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. You know. went and talked to her and the rest uh-huh. is history. Yeah, I hit her a little, I went to get her attention and I meant to say, uh, hey, I like your I like your boots, and I like went to get her attention. I smacked her arm because I just got nervous and had a heavy hand. She looked at me all dirty, and then yeah, it went on. Yeah, and the rest it's of okay. History. It worked out. Yeah, it, worked it did. Out. Uh-huh. It did. <laughs> what uh, outside of you know this whole environment? What are you doing in your free time? Yeah, in the summers, Coach McDermott and I like to fish. Yeah, so I'll fly fish. That's a it's a nice art because it kind of slows things down. Um, in the fall, I'm hunting, bow yeah. hunting. Um, and in the in the winter, I like to snowboard quite a okay. bit. Yeah. yeah, and that's probably I'm not a great hunter or fisherman, but I can't snowboard. You don't have to be great at those things, right? To enjoy them, that's the beauty of them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I do cool. like snowboarding. What uh, what books you reading? What where are you finding your inspiration? What podcast you listening to? Yeah, it's mainly books. Yeah. Um, so I'm listening to Count of Monte Cristo right now. Okay. Uh, and I kind of just do that on my drives, and then I'm reading two. What well, kind of? I mean, like everyone, you just kind of pick one up, put one sure. down. But there's really three. There's one my grandfather gave me, granddad, and it's called uh, the 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 West. Oh, I forget the name, but it's all about Western, okay. like the Western icons, who the people who made oh, the West. Cool. So it's like ten to fifteen page excerpts about these people of yeah. history. So like Davy Crockett, yeah, you know Butch Cassidy, yeah, uh, you know Kit Carson, guys <laughs> like these, it. yeah. And so it's just little stories about okay. them, and it's it's a cool read because you really see like. Sometimes I think I'm being courageous and I got it tough. Yeah, right. This guy's crawling through a desert of cactus right. for 50 miles just right. to 
you know, just to see what's over the ridge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. So I, those stories, um, there's a book I just started called the greats on leadership. Okay. And that's just, um, a book about like classical philosophy, kind of tying in with modern philosophy about leadership. Yeah. And then there's a book that I've, that was a gift from Cody at the weight room called high performance habits. Okay. And that's been an awesome yeah. book. It's really self help ish. Okay. But it's really been nice to, it's just these six main habits. And yeah, it's a great book. I yeah. recommend that to anybody who gets flustered easily or just doesn't sure. have, you know, their life's not really going the way they want it to right now. Sure. High performance habits. Mm-hmm. Is what great book. Yeah. yeah. Great book. Where do you see yourself in, in five years? Uh, wherever Coach Holman is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, think a lot of people are in that boat. <laughs> yeah, for real. I think so too. Um, yeah. You know, was, I love working with him. So who knows what five years brings. Um, but I'm hoping it's wherever he is. Yeah. You know, it's what What is the natural kind of progression for a strength and conditioning coach? So a natural progression would be, so I'm like the bottom of the totem pole yeah. in our department. Yeah. So and I would just kind of climb up to, you know, assistant director, associate okay. director, director of Olympic. So that's okay. one route. Or you could go on a different route and go to a football. Yeah. Right. And go to football and that's do its that own ladder. entity, its own yep. beast, right? Mm-hmm. It's its own beast. Okay. Um, but my goal is, you know, I really would love someday to be like a look, like one of the first lacrosse specific strength yeah. and conditioning coaches. I've fallen yeah. in love with the sport right. and the culture. And I would, you know, in five years, you know, having my own little thing and then being Coach Holman's guy. Sure. And that's kind of my dream. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it all pans out. But Sure. Looking back to, like, what you thought about lacrosse in high school versus what you think about now, what are what are the misconceptions? What are the things you were wrong about? Yeah, I was wrong about the culture. Yeah. You know, it, it from my experience, granted my experience has mostly been yeah. Coach Holman. Yeah. Uh, but it's not a bunch of, you know, wings. It's a bunch of kids who are just – really athletic and weren't yeah. quite big enough to play football sure and it's a way more physical sport than yeah. i think some people give it credit for it's sure. extremely physical um it's a sport of balance right you can't be specialized in anything yeah you can't be too strong you can't be like you just have to have a balance of everything so it's a fun sport to do my job for because it's a constant weighing pendulum at right. certain times you're just weighing certain attributes at right. different times um and the skill, I mean, learning how to throw with the long pole. <laughs> as You've gotten better. I've gotten better. My athletes still laugh at me. Yeah. On the trip, we yeah. were just at Duke, and Coach Holman usually does something fun at the end. And he's yeah. like, all right, Coach Teagle, pick up a ground ball, make a lacrosse play, and bury it in the net. <laughs> and I, I was it. like, all right. And I could have just – I can shoot it if I just step yeah. down and rip yeah. it. But I was trying to make lacrosse plays, and – to like shoot that ball on yeah. the move and pick up ground balls sure. took me four tries. Okay. And one of our captains, Jimmy, was <laughs> I said something smarky, snarky to him. I was like, I think you're supposed to hit the net, Jimmy. He's like, Hey, yeah, why don't you show me, Coach Teagle, or something like that? And I was like, All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's hard, man. It's yeah. hard. So the skill involved is just to be moving and be physical and be cradling that thing. It's yeah. just it's a very, very cool sport. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Anything else you want to talk about? Not really, man. Just yeah. I, you know, just the last time to express you know, just the gratitude that this position has given me. Yeah. Just you know, you know that everyone in the community, you know, whether your kid plays on the team, the kids are great that yeah. we train. You know, the, it's just the culture we've been able to develop here has been incredible, and being a small part of it has been a blessing. You know, and I yeah. hope to you know continue it in the future, and we'll 
continue to work hard. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. I it's appreciate been, it. It's long overdue. I apologize. That's yeah, my no, problem. Yeah, it doesn't matter, <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, the Utes uh, will, are off this week, head to Virginia uh, next week. Follow the team on social media at Utah Lacrosse. Should we end with a yay, yay? Let's hear it. Yay, yay. There it is. Thanks for listening, folks. <laughs>